This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Hey, what's up? This is Box Brown, uh, creator of Andre the Giant, Life and Legend, and Tetris, the games people play, and the upcoming book, Is This Guy For Real? The Unbelievable Andy Kaufman. Uh welcoming you to the two-headed nerd comic po- book podcast with joe and matt broadcasting from the cigarette at omaha it's our pleasure to welcome you to episode 452 of the two-headed nerd comic book podcast my name is matt Baum. i apologize my voice is a little scratched yeah you sound like shit uh, screaming like an idiot and i'm joe patrick together we are the two-headed nerd a couple of guys too lazy to actually go to comic-con but instead choose to broadcast our smack talk from an ancient steeped pyramid below the city where we share a body, but not our comics, No it. way. Hands off. Yeah, you've got a rough touch. In this episode, we'll fire up our new weather dominator while we review 12 of this week's new comics during a ludicrous speed round. Then we're going to visit the THN Sanctum Sanctorum, where we've invited a bunch of ex-playmates and wrestlers to talk about the comics we're excited to read next week. And finally, we open the phone lines for our cover-to-cover segment. It's all happening next. But before we wish Sean Spicer... The saddest of farewells. I'm going to miss that guy. I know. They better find somebody else that looks just like a Muppet because Sarah Huckabee, whatever her fucking name is. We better talk about this week's San Diego Comic-Con nerd news. Oh, you already whispered it, kind of. No, you do. (laughs) Okay, check this out. Due to stupid real life and circumstances beyond our control, we were unable to finish recording and beginning the show. But... The good news is, we got all the good stuff, so we're going to go straight into our THN cover-to-cover segment, because there was so much news coming out of San Diego, we decided we should probably wait a week, sit down, marinate in a little bit, and decide what we want to talk about from there. Also, set it up so you guys can talk about it too, so we can all play, right? So... What's cover to cover you're asking? It's very simple. You can call 402-819-4894 every Saturday, 11 a.m. Central to 1230 Central. CST, Central Standard Time. That's the Midwest, right? Where we are. I don't roll out of the rack until at least 9 o'clock on Saturday, so I don't want to hear about, it's not a good time for me. Whatever. You don't have to call live. You can also leave us a message. You can do so by calling that same phone number or by clicking the Call Now button on our Facebook page, which means, yeah, you got to like us on Facebook. But if you do, you can watch us live and listen to your buddies and you call in live so you can respond to each other. It's the future of podcasting. If that doesn't work, say, I don't know, maybe you live in Australia. Uh, spoiler alert. You can hit us with an MP3. Send it to twoheadednerd at gmail.com where you can answer the question of the week. You can talk about whatever you want. Call us, derail us, whatever. But let's get into it. It's time for cover to cover, damn it. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Uh, it's Jimmy. G'day, guys. Jimmy! Jimmy! <laughs> Holy smokes! Are you calling us from down under? Yes, sir. I'm calling from down under. That is. Hey, let's go. What time is it there? Are you? Is it the middle of the night? Um. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> I kind of, I kind of got up, took a piss, and thought, "Hey, you know what? I'll give you guys a call." That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to rap about, sir? Oh uh, man, not much. I just really thought I'd call and say hi. Um, 
it's, you know, <laughs> there's not much on hey. my brain right now except, uh, yeah, oh, let's see. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon Grant Morrison doing another Arkham Asylum? What are your thoughts? Yeah, Arkham Asylum sequel, my first thought is, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we need one, but at least it's by the creator of the book. Uh, I think that Chris Burnham yeah, as yeah. the artist is like a really weird tonal shift. I don't know. I think it'd be fine. I think Burnham can do whatever he wants. He's a talented guy. I agree, but the first <laughs> argument yeah, was drawn different. by Dave McKean. No, I know, I know. It was this scratchy craziness. I'm sure Burnham can get nuts. I mean, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. You guys are being jerks about this. No, nobody's being Grant Matt, Morrison. Nobody's being a jerk, Matt. But when I think of Arkham Asylum, the graphic novel, fun is not the word I'd use to describe it. Okay. See, I thought it was fun <laughs> and spooky. All right. Sometimes you can have spooky fun. That's a good point. Yeah. Spook, spooky fun, Matt Bomb. There's a pull quote for the back cover of the no, of the graphic novel. Look, I don't care what Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham decide they're gonna do. I, I don't care if this is them taking over Casper the Friendly Ghost. I'm in. Okay. I think this is gonna be great. <laughs> And I think it sounds awesome. It's great news. I'm into it. I, like I'll, I'll definitely yeah. read it. Yeah. It, uh, what I what I'm not super excited about that I read around the same time is uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen coming back again, and then yeah. Alan Moore threatening to retire afterwards. Yep. Don't need it. I feel like I feel like that's like he says that every time one of these comes right. out, he's like, "This is it for me." And he's gonna be like, "Oh, you want another one? Okay, here's sixty pages of orgy." You know, like, "Oh, come on, Alan Moore, what are you doing?" <laughs> Jimmy, it's good to hear from you, brother. Yeah, go, go yeah. back to bed, will you? Good lord, man. I'm, I am going back to bed. Oh. I'm absolutely going back to bed. Uh, yeah. That was good to chat with you guys. Yeah, you too, thanks Jimmy. for your call, brother. Thank you. I really, will. really appreciate it. Yeah. Jimmy Randall from Down Under. Uh, you know what? Way to kick it off, Jimmy. Yeah, no doubt. That was awesome. Awesome. The, the call code was so weird, too. I was like, what? Well, yeah, because you got to dial the you have to dial the exit code for the country. I didn't know. And then the entry code for the country you're trying to call, and then the phone countries number. Countries could call other countries. I yeah, had no idea. I actually I had to look this up yesterday because uh, Ian, the gentleman from Love Fungus that helped us out with music. Ian, the gentleman with Love Fungus. The, the gentleman <laughs> from Love Fungus. <laughs> He's like, how do we call international? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> we got somebody else ringing in here. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? This is Shonix. What up, Shonix? How you doing? What's up, guys? Hey, good morning to all. Good, good morning, morning to Sean. the listeners, the viewers at home in their pajamas. I know, right? Look at me. Well, I'm in my undies, so we're all good. Hey. 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 <laughs> I just wanted to rap about. The question of the week, what would I tell my younger self? Uh, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and smack him a couple times. <laughs> okay. I'm not to start drinking. That's okay. the first thing I would do. Um, but the second time I would just say, hey, you know those X-Men that you love? Just stop reading them. Oh. Just, just stop. Oh. Just because. No, no, no. It's it's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm butthurt about this. I know I complain about it all the time. But you know what? It's something that was dear to me. Like, that's what really got me collecting comics. And I'm so glad I can go back and read all that old stuff because it's not tainted by what's going on. But I miss my guys. Sure. I miss them. I'm with I miss you. Colossus. I miss, I miss Colossus. I miss, you know, Kitty Pride. I've tried the books. The di it just doesn't, they don't, they don't sound like the characters I knew. I don't know if that was Claremont's doing in his exposition. I don't know. But uh, 
I don't know. No, I'm, I'm with you. Do. I'm with you. And I know everybody hates it, the whole not my whatever. But you know what? This is not my X-Men. <laughs> right. It's not. I don't know how else to say it. I don't. I, 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 I hate that when people do it, but I don't know how else to say it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Old man Logan is not my Wolverine. I, I don't <laughs> care about him at all. I really don't. Okay, but I guess for me, and I, I'm, I'm with you, Sean. Like, I totally get where you're coming from, and I felt that way about a lot of these books for a long time. And sure. um, I guess for me, I'm at a place where, like, I, re- I realize that they're doing different things now, and sure. not every book is going to cater to me. Right. And that, and that Marvel is... Marvel is actually doing this this legacy thing now, and I don't know what what that's going to mean for the quality of the books. Yeah, but if True. they're if they're trying to recapture a lost feeling, nothing I've seen so far from the solicits have me super excited. Some things they announced at Comic Con, I'm, I'm oh, into. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, but, that what the the hip hop? Uh, oh God! I uh, yeah, Ed, Ed Pisker. Yep. Yeah, uh, that X Men X Men Grand Design. That sounds like it's gonna tickle oh. old guys like us and you. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, my I will God. freak out. But now, then I think if I read that, it will make me then miss. <laughs> listen to you <laughs> it's true it's true are you one of those people like well grandpa's dead let's destroy all pictures of him that ever existed because i don't want to <laughs> think about it you know like what <laughs> you know? no because I'm, i'll be like see this is how it's supposed to be no no i think you, you can stretch that not just to the x-men the avengers too i mean like Oh, I, the, avengers. the avengers has not felt like the avengers no, to me in a long time in a long time you but know? you know what Bendis's Avengers didn't feel like the Avengers to me either. I just learned to enjoy it. Yeah, no, same here. I, I totally agree. Like, going back and reading it, I, I still think they're good comics. It just didn't have the yeah. Avengers. It didn't feel like an Avengers book. Right. Now, right. Sean, did you read Astonishing X-Men number one from this week? I have. I bought it. I bought it. Um, I have yet to read it, though. So, All right. that, you know, I was... That kind of shows you my excitement for it. <laughs> no, yeah. fair enough. I mean... I want I want to touch base with them, but I have a feeling I'm going to read that and then just take it back and put it on the shelves at Alter Ego. And I don't know, dude. Not, Joe kind of gushed about not it. Not be part of my collection, but hey, I'll try. I I love I love the art. I mean, um, it's just fantastic. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I, I will we'll say see what happens. that I enjoyed this issue more than I've enjoyed an X Men comic in a couple of years now, huh. uh, and. I'm not saying like it still sounds it's still the very modern voice of the characters. Right. But there was a lot about the history of these characters, the shared history uh, and the interactions between, you know, different characters, Rogue and Gambit. Uh, It also plays off a lot about like, oh, Beast did something bad during the war with the Inhumans and the X-Men are pissed at him. So there's a lot of that modern stuff. There's a lot of the modern history coming in. Grown. But well, um, I just yeah, I, I kind of, it, I was it, flipping through like some issue of a secret whatever because I got to work at the shop, so I was like, "What the hell's going on in this book?" And I flipped through it, and I still don't know what the hell. There's like some mutant like utopia, and like I'm like, "What's yeah, going on?" But, yeah, yeah. They need they need to. I don't know what they need to do, but they've lost me. DC's kept me for a little with Wonder Woman and Nightwing. But their, their characters have kind of come back to where they were because yes. they listened to the, the fans. Yes. But, now, here's the good news, and, Sean. They, it's inevitable. What? 
It's inevitable. I know. They're going to fix the X-Men. <laughs> they're going to bring the X-Men back to that feel because their sales are dipping. And it's the same thing that happened at DC. They watched their sales go into the toilet, and they went, okay, this is not what people want. And the X-Men, yeah. I would argue, I, like people got all upset about, you know, oh, and this is not a question of whether you like diversity in comics or not. But people got upset sure. that they over-diversified everything, and all of a sudden it didn't feel like your Marvel Universe anymore. The X-Men were already completely diverse. This is the place to right. do this. You know, you've already got the Native American guy, the Af the African American woman, the German, you know, religious freak. She's you, you, just African, man. You've got She's from Kenya. All of that, you know. <laughs> that was that's giant size X Men. They, they yes, giant size X Men. They unloaded all these new characters. Yes, and, and it was great. Did it, <laughs> and we've gotten away from that, you know. And yeah, you're I right. I don't know. I, I it's hard to care. Yeah. Read astonishing X Men. Read astonishing X Men. Check back in with us next week. I'd be curious to hear what you think. What you thought of it? Oh, I I definitely will. I definitely will. Awesome, Sean. Thank you for your call, buddy. Oh yeah, great talking to you guys. You too, pal. Peace. See ya. All right, the ringer's back on. Hit us. Right. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, it's Brian Amigos. Brian Amigos, Hello. what's happening, brother? You got some pretty what's cool art this week. I did, right? Yes. How amazing is that? They're, they're, I, I usually buy, you know, a ton of original pages and stuff, but I was thinking, you know, there's all these artists that need, like, you know, they're, they're not begging for money, but they're, like, offering up their services for, totally. you know, kind of guns for hire. And I was like, you know what? I'd like a nice little JSA collection. So um, I got those cool things, the um, Adam and uh, Dr. Midnight, and I just got a Green Lantern today that I, in the mail that I haven't put up yet. Tell the kids um, who you contacted to get these from. I'm sorry, what? Tell the kids who you contacted to get these from. Oh, uh, Ramon uh, Villalobos. He's did, so uh, good. Uh, oh, Pratt. right. Yes, so I saw good. the Al Pratt. So, yes. Yeah, you know, because he loves all the wrestling stuff and like the boots, and, the, and so I'm thinking Al Pratt, right? He looks like a wrestler. Totally. Um, I thought he'd be perfect. And then uh, Chris Mooneyham. Um, yes. did the Dr. Midnight. Um, cause you know, kind of like I figured the spooky and, and he uses the heavy blacks and, um, you know, I, I kind of put a lot of effort into thinking about that stuff. Okay. So for those um, who don't know, can you tell them like, how did you get in contact with these guys? How did you approach this? Um, on, well, on Twitter, they had, um, their, the company that does their art management, uh, Felix art, um, said they had some slots open. Um, so I, you know, I just sent an email and I said, you know, this is who I'd like to, to get on the list for. And, and they had some openings. Um, those were a little more expensive than I normally would do, but, um, you know, I thought it was kind of a cool opportunity, mostly for Ramon. Cause I think he's like, he's awesome. And he's kind of hilarious as well. I don't know yeah. if you guys follow him on Twitter, but he's good. Yeah. Um, and then I just got, um, the, uh, a Alan Scott from Drew Moss, uh, the artist of uh, Copperhead. All right. Um, and, and he's like, you know, kind of a traditional artist, but he, it's like, you know, he, he, he's good with the square jawed guy. So it's like Alan Scott, hundred percent. Totally. Um, and then the, and then, so I got that today and I'll put that up later if anybody wants to see it. And, um, the artist that does that Garth Ennis, uh, crime book, I can't think of, it's a uh, Chris, um, Cermak. Yes. He, he has, I, I, um, I, I retweeted something today. It's a, uh, Ted Knight, Starman. Ooh, so it cool. Just, it was the prelim, and the prelim alone is like done. I'll take the prelim, but he's like, "Oh, I'll send you the finished thing when I'm when I'm. I'll send you the scan this weekend." And that is so, so awesome. I'm pretty excited about that. 
And the cool thing is, like so, you said, you're directly helping these artists. Like you're putting a little extra cash in their pocket for something that yeah, is a one of a kind piece, you know? So cool. Yeah, it's one of a kind. And, and they want, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a lot of them have regular gigs, but it's like they get to explore and they get to do different things. And, and they've, you know, they'll do colors and backgrounds and multiple characters. And that's when you start getting to like hundreds and hundreds of bucks, but, sure. um, <laughs> which, you know, I don't, I don't need that, but you know, they'll do ink wash or black and white. And, um, it's really cool. It's, it's fun to, um, you know, and it's not, I don't mind PayPal and somebody some money just to, to, you know, for art, like it's cool. They're happy. I'm happy. I got something cool for my wall. Super not jealous. I have any wall space. I'm super jealous. Um, yeah, like get on, get in line, give them, give them a shout out. I know. <laughs> um, so when you guys did the live thing last week, I, I saw the uh, the Batman statues on the wall. Yes. In the ziggurat. Yes. Um, so do you, and, and it's something I thought that we should kind of do on the forum that I, you know, should start a thread and I don't actually have any pictures, but, you know, we should share our walls and show the cool stuff we have. I love it. Let's do it. That'd be a friendly chit chat so forum. That would be perfect. Yeah, you think you guys can get that going? Take some pictures of the uh, ziggurat and get it up on there, and uh, everyone can follow along. Absolutely, let's do it. Matt, we want to see your caves. Matt's got he's got his the ziggurat's decorated pretty nice. Yeah, I got crap um, all over the place, man. The 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 mobile ziggurat at my home has no decorations <laughs> because uh, Joe lives in a hovel. Yeah, no, no, it's just like <laughs> I've got bookcases, I've got wall space. I just have not done anything with them. There was a really good oh. uh, blog that ran for a while, and I want to say it was on Newsarama. It may have been on Comics Alliance. It was Comic Book Resources Comic did Resource. a regular feature where Shelf they porn. were sh yeah, yeah showing uh, comic oh, creators right. studio space. Yeah, they called it shelf porn, and yep. it was like here's you know my desk, here's my yeah. We'll totally do that. Let's do it. Yeah, because I saw those statues, and I was because I've got like five or six. But I used, I mean. I used to get them as they came out because it was, you know, you get the quick discount and I kind of whittled it down to like the, the basic ones that like, you know, I think are really kind of cool or whatever. And you've got a bunch of them and I was trying yeah. to see what they were. And, I'm and, still picking and them up, honestly. Can, Becky Cloonan just announced that she got one and hers is awesome. I, it's I know so I saw cool. it and I was like, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. There's a, there's, there's a quick 60 bucks out the window. I was like, oh, yeah. nah, how do I just, what? And so then, it, then it's like, you know, Sophie's choice. Who am I going to get rid of to, keep, to get that one? <laughs> I know. I don't I know. know. I'm like, yeah, I, we'll do I, it. I need to build a new wall. We'll start awesome. a, a awesome. shelf porn blog on our friendly chit chat. It's up to you. You're the one with shelves. It's going to be awesome. All right. Brian Domingos, cool. always All good right, to hear guys. from you, buddy. Have a great you day, too, Brian. Guys. Have a good one. See ya. You too, bye. Ho ho! Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? Oh, it's the nitpicker. Oh boy! I knew we'd hear from oh, you. Oh boy! Nitpick <laughs> this movie already. You want to nitpick right. Spider Man, don't you? So badly. Oh, let's get into it. Let's All get right, into it. Now, pause for spoiler warning. Yep. If you have not okay. seen Spider-Man Homecoming yet, especially for our viewers at home who are watching live. Yeah, first of all, you're an idiot. Now's the time to tune out. If you care, yeah. if you are like yeah. my wife and you do not care about Spider-Man spoilers, whatever, carry on. Yeah. Okay. Let's pick some uh, nits. First, I'll say the movie it is pretty good. Like I didn't hate it or anything, but you know you gotta nitpick it a little bit. Of course. Of course. So, so do you, I'll Bobby? I have, do you? I have my prompt. My prompt, my first one's the, the body. So he sneaks in his room. His friend's there. He takes off the spider suit. He's like, I'm not Spider-Man. And he's got, like, the body of a <laughs> right. god. He's totally then, ripped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Aunt May comes in, sees his body. Is like, he's like, oh, no, we're just a couple of nerds hanging out. Her first reaction should be like, 
you have to be at the gym like 50 hours a day. Like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, I will say he did go from like tiny, he, like he had to have gone from tiny, unless he was like ripped up nerd. <laughs> I don't know. Right, but the like, friends wanted to go swimming with him. It's like he can't ever take his shirt off yeah. around anybody. Otherwise, or what, 50 I mean, year olds don't look like that. Otherwise, he could just be like, oh, yeah, I've been doing uh, push ups. A lot of them, you know? Or, exactly. That's his excuse. It's like, where have you been? I've been at the gym. Prove it. Take his shirt off. It's like, okay, yeah, his life's up. <laughs> yeah. Or just tell everybody you're on steroids. Fuck it. You're like, I'm yeah, juicing. <laughs> you know, I was pretty skinny, yeah. so I Once started juicing. <laughs> like, and, steroids and look at that. You can't argue with these results. He, you know? he, answered, uh, <laughs> he, he answered that ad in the back of the comic books where yeah. the guy kicks the sand in his face. Yeah. The Charles and then Atlas. the nerd calls yeah. Charles Atlas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he, Flix Mentallo shows up at your house and teaches you how to be a bully. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how that goes, right? <laughs> All right, next. What do you got next? Uh, okay. Uh, the suit. I hate the suit. I don't love the suit so, either. Why? Why? I What's the Marvel's, hate? Marvel's like, Spider-Man's going to be like the head of the next phase. So they're, are they trying to make him Iron Man pretty much? Like, why is this suit talking to him? I hate how like technically. Like, okay. The sure. suit was doing too much. I agree. They, I, yeah. But I, here's what I like, would have liked to have seen. And they sort of did this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch a hole in your nit, I think. I like that, gross. T- that Tony Stark... Was like, well, look, if you're gonna do this, you gotta do it right. So, boom, here's the tools right. you need to do it right. And it's, yeah, crazy. It worked for me in the context of Tony Stark being the one to give him yeah. the suit. But um, then he right. decides, look, I gotta dial it back and just be me. And he goes back to the old suit. But here's where I think, here's where but I think. The old suit, you can have like a nerdy high schooler hack into it and disable everything. It's like, Tony yeah, right. Gank, he's like, you just right. took a USB cable up to it and hit. Off, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right. No, you hit hack. Uh, well, they go to they go to a genius school, Bobby. Come on, yeah, that's a school for smart kids. Like two seconds. Uh, but I think I think where maybe the nitpick would be a little less nitty is if his original suit, like the one he made himself, looked a little bit more like the real Spider-Man costume and right. not like a hoodie with goggles on it. No, yeah. but to be fair, one thing that I hated about right, the other right. Spider-Man movies was like, well, I got to make a costume now. So here's this like fully like amazing Kevlar molded in a lab yeah, woven like what the like, fuck dude like the, how'd you get the bumpy webbing on there yeah, like what the shit I'm sorry Bobby say that again like why the suit has to have its own personal assistant is it just for someone to like joke around with? I guess. No, I think I guess. That, again, I think that's. But you know Tony what? I, but I thought that's that, that Tony Stark. I does thought it. that that was like super fun in the movie where he's yeah. like, like uh, confessing things to her and yeah. asking her for romantic advice. Know, like, and it's like, like it was very sweet. Yeah, it kicks into murder yeah. mode and his eyes I, turn red. I, and he's I, like, I no, 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 no. <laughs> I agree. I agree that it's not very Spider-Man. Yeah. But I, okay. in the context of the sto- of the story in this movie, I thought it was very charming. Yeah, it, it kind of fits. Kind, kind of. Okay, okay one last nitpick. One last nit. Uh, the plane. The plane. So it's full of like arc reactors. It's got oh, Iron yeah. Man suits. Yeah. It's got everything in it. And what's guarding it? It can go invisible. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, definitely. They're like, we're Iron gonna Man put on the plane. We're gonna put like, some of the most dangerous stuff. In the like, world, why wasn't the vision on flying plane, alongside the plane? But don't worry, John Favreau is gonna fly, make sure it, it gets there. Like, right? You know, they already established <laughs> earlier in the movie that Iron Man's doing things for Spider Man without him actually being there, right? So, why wouldn't they just put a drone Iron Man and then right. at least 
the vulture kills one of those and you're like, oh shit, he's pretty powerful. Right. Instead, it's just Why wasn't nothing. it surrounded by empty Iron Man suits? Right. Definitely. <laughs> Flying yeah. alongside like of Hulkbuster it. Iron Man just could just carry everything, right. you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's the most valuable stuff in the world. Well, who cares? <laughs> the plane goes invisible. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That is a pretty big plot hole that I did not notice at the time. I definitely noticed that one, but I was like, well, I get it. We got to establish Spidey as the hero, and this is the way to do it. You know, and it's tied to the Avengers. Fine. I was, but I mean, at least just have one suit, and Vulture just kills it. Right. So like, that could be strong. cool. Or, like, does something to, like, hack into them or something. You he know? plugs his USB yeah. cable into it and presses the hack button. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in a micro USB, and you can just get a hold of anything. Totally. You know, well, you got to get that thumb drive right in their ear. That's the hard part, you know? Oh, yeah. Or you could do it in the butt, too, I think. I'm not positive on that one. But. No, that's the lightning cable. That's the <laughs> oh, lightning sorry. Cable. Lightning goes up their butt. That's right. All oh, right, right, right. Bobby, thank you for your uh, call and your, nit- uh, your no constant problem. nitpicking. Good Lord. You man. know you got to. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> it's a dirty job, but you've got to do it. Thank you, Bobby. Oh, that's right. The THN right, nitpicker. We appreciate it. Take it easy, bud. All right, talk to you later. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. <laughs> Caller, who this? Holy crap, I got in. You got in. <laughs> is it D? Shit. Yeah. It is D. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think we'd hear from you, D. I heard you were under the weather. Yeah, well, you guys didn't put that voice on, did you? No. No, we haven't done any voicemails but yet. But we won't. Since, oh, since you're calling. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, this is me calling. So for those of you who don't know, oh. this is our buddy D. Exactly. <laughs> We're all just like, hey, what's up, brother? You know, <laughs> just roll right into it. <laughs> Welcome to personal phone uh, calls with Joe and Matt. Last week, my answer was, uh, was Justice League Unlimited. Just to throw that out there. Okay. I was an archer, but Justice League Unlimited, I can refight that show verbatim. That is, that is my show. Oh, the rewatch, the rewatch value. Yeah, replayability. Yeah. 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 That was that's the show right there. Definitely, book, uh, it's gonna be Kingdom Come again, of course. But I, <laughs> yeah, I'll okay. Love that. Yeah, you can go back to Kingdom Come anytime. Just look at the pictures. You don't even have to read uh, it. Just go back to Kingdom Come and look at the damn pictures. Yeah. There's so much stuff in there, you know. Yeah. Oh. But uh, this week's question. Yes. I can go back and talk, talk to my younger self. I would tell myself to ignore collecting. Collecting is for chumps. Really? No to out there. Worry about the story. Because I haven't read the, the, I haven't finished my management. I haven't finished Why Last Man. I haven't even read Trans Metropolitan. I haven't read Under Bullet. I know. I know. I'm a bad nerd. No, you're just too busy collecting. It happens to all of us. <laughs> It happens. No, like you should go back into the past and become like a, a fire breathing, like anti collecting preacher and travel town to town oh, in yeah. a revival show going, Nerds, don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> the sin of collecting That's is a little destroying extreme. this hobby, you know? <laughs> I can hold Kingdom Come in my hand while I'm doing it. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> wave Kingdom Come around. How many of you nerds have <laughs> failed to read this Kingdom Come or Why the Last Man? You know? <laughs> Everybody sits there and shakes their head, you know, like, oh, he's right. He's right. Yeah. And then you pass around the donation plates and boom, you're a millionaire. Be perfect. (laughs) Preach, you know. You know, Dean, I'm I'm with you. Like, I I spent a lot of years accumulating comics, but I never, I called myself a collector because there was no real other word for it. Right. And that was the only way for us to enjoy that stuff back then. Yeah. Now... You know, now I can read stuff on my tablet, 
or or on my phone or whatever, and I don't have to nope. like lug around boxes of stuff. But I, I went 30 years amassing a collection of books, and finally it just hit me that I did not care about owning those books. I'm the same way. I'm the same. The same thing happened to me where I wasn't. I thought I was collecting. I was just accumulating. All that's what I was doing. I was accumulating. I was putting, I was buying stuff, reading it, putting it in a box, never to see it again. I mean, that's not to say, I don't think that there's anything wrong with collecting if if that's what you're into. But there are people that do it right. Like if you look at uh, like Aaron Myers, uh, if you follow that guy on Twitter, that guy is a collector, right? He is collecting and you know, and I honestly didn't even start collecting comics until probably the last 10 years when I finally wow. had some money that I could spend on like old school daredevil issues that I truly love Things that you wanted old. Yeah. Like old issues. Yeah. The first appearance of swamp thing. Like I threw down some really, some real money on that. And that felt like this is a part of a collection, right? I cannot resist old school iron fist comics, uh, it, old school, like Frankenstein, Marvel horror books. Oh man. I yeah. love them. And that in my mind, now I feel like I am collecting. Because every once in a while, I will see one when I'm at a show or a shop or something. I'm like, you know what? I need that Tomb of Dracula. I need that. that and I'm going to throw down some real money for it, and I'm going to take care of it. It's an issue I've already read, and I'm going to display it. You know, now I feel like I'm actually collecting. Right. And I, I think... I think I'm take a, go ahead, D. I think I'm going to take an approach and like buy a sketchbook. I thought I collected artist's work. Mm-hmm. That's and, a wonderful idea. That's another that's thing. Some, that's another thing that I did is that... Uh, when Matt and I first started working together, I was going to every convention that our boss set up at. And so I was able to get sketches from all these creators from all over the country. Uh, and it was like, that was what got me going was who was I going to get to meet? Um, well, we just talked to Brian Domingos about Brian this. Domingos, right? Like original artwork and stuff. Like I have a bunch of pages of original art right behind me on the wall. I have a sketchbook as well. And there's this twofold, like not only are you collecting comic memorabilia where you're like, I really like Hawkman. Can you draw Hawkman for me? But you get this artist's take on Hawkman. Right. And it's so cool. And you're the only one in the world that owns it. That's amazing. Is there another hobby where you can do that? Done. No, yeah. and I've built a research. <laughs> and so, like, I think I think the collecting is fine if that's what you're into. But I think it's important for people to recognize that they don't have to accumulate stuff to enjoy. Right. Like right yeah. now in the in this world in the comic industry that we have now, you can enjoy comic culture. You can enjoy. Uh, comic art. You can enjoy comic stories without ever having right. to like. You can just enjoy the movies. Build a wing on your house <laughs> to to store stuff. Right. I mean, for a while there, we were abused comic spouses that were just like, "No, you have to buy it all. Right. Take it." I'm like, I can't. Oh, I don't. I want mean, it and then like when when events rolled around, it was like, "Well, I got to read all the tie-ins." Yeah. Like, oh. so here is a short box full of. Um, uh, Emperor Joker. Yeah. Oh, Emperor Joker was a Superman only event, but like, oh, Joker the last laugh. Remember that piece of oh, shit? Oh God. Uh, yeah. Here's a here's a I short box full of Joker the last laugh tie-ins that I don't want. Ugh. <laughs> D. Always good to talk to you. And you're always thought provoking with this crap. Thank you, brother. I just want to say, check out. I made a, a two headed nerd fan page on Facebook. 
You, I saw that, oh, and I are, didn't. I didn't know if it see was see your ass in court. No, buddy. no, no. <laughs> I, I didn't know if it was like. I didn't know if it was cool for us to to join it. I I felt like oh, this, this is like their space. Like let the fans you have know their what? space. We shouldn't. Yeah, we should let them do it. But D says we should. I don't think we should. I think we leave that. That can be a little oasis where you can go and either talk shit or celebrate. Yeah, right. Us, like you know? I want I want you guys to have a safe space yeah. or, where you can go and say, Did you hear what came out of Matt's mouth on last week's totally. show? Yeah, that's what the check out the THN fan page at D set up. We are not gonna go there. It's for you. It's yours. I will share it though. Yeah, I'll, we'll share, I'll share it on the page. Um I, yeah, I think it's I think it's great and I appreciate that you did it. It's got it's got uh a couple dozen members, I think. I, last time I checked it. I didn't even know we had a couple dozen fans. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> Believe it. Thank you, D. That is so cool. <laughs> All right, buddy. We're going to open hey, this ringer back up to some other peeps here. I hope you feel better, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get better, will you? Take it easy. If you die, then we might not even have a dozen fans. We're down to 11, you know? So <laughs> I'll talk to you later, brother. See you, D. That's so sweet. He set up a THN fan page. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. We can't go there. That's for the fans. Right. Like, I mean, and I appreciate the invitation, but yeah, I just, I please enjoy that space. Debate amongst yourself. We, our place to interact with you guys is the forums. Yeah. I think it's great. And I want you to be able to go and complain without fear of us seeing it. Totally. Crabbing about it. Speaking of complaints, wait for this guy. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. I'm going to pretend like I don't know who it is, but I do because you're on my caller ID. Caller, who it is? Hey, there's Black Scorpion number three. How's it going? What up, BS hey, the three? I, 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 it's great seeing you guys live again. This is the first time I've tuned in live since the, the Periscope days, and uh, it's really oh, nice. R.I.P. R.I.P. Periscope. Yeah. It's a shame that platform's dead to me. <laughs> yeah, Periscope sucks. You're, you're, you're better off without it. So I left a, a voicemail, but I, I just wanted to call to you guys live to, to just uh, experience this anyway. It's a cool. Welcome uh, to but, the future, uh, right? The future of podcasting. I, I found something amazing last night on Amazon Prime streaming. I don't know if you guys saw it yet. Do you, do you know about the Doomed documentary? Doomed? About the, the, the Roger the Corman. Fantastic Four? Yes, the yeah, Roger yeah, Corman yeah. Fantastic Four documentary. No. Yeah. Did you guys see this yet? I haven't watched it, but yeah, it's a documentary about Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. We uh, have a strange relationship with Roger Corman's Fantastic Four because back in the day, it was very popular for comic shops. This was before video was really traded on the internet. Comic shops had whole shelves of bootleg DVD and VHS. (laughs) So illegal. And completely illegal. illegal. And that was the only place that you could find shit like Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. And like we would play that on a loop. You could go you could go to (laughs) conventions and buy like whole seasons of shows that were never released on DVD. That final shot. Of the thing, or, I'm sorry, Mr. Fantastic waving goodbye, and it's obviously the, <laughs> just like some intern with a stick and a giant hand on it, just like moving it back and forth. It's so terrible. The, the, the actors were talking about it, and they, they hadn't seen the movie until the bootleg copy showed up, and they were so grateful that bootlegs existed. Oh, yeah. They're really proud of the work. And yeah, so the, 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 the documentary, uh, it, it's it's a lot of fun because I, I remembered the hype and the background talk and, and seeing stills of it coming up. And I'm like, eh, I don't know about this, but oh, you know, yeah. our standards for comic movies then were pretty low anyway with the, 
the Captain America movie and the Punisher movie from those days. Oh, yeah. Well, this is before there was so. any money in anything like that. Like, it, when you put a movie like this out, <laughs> literally the people that subscribed to Fantastic Four went to see it and nobody else. You know, <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and other than, the, other than the Punisher, I don't think any of these movies actually came out, right? Captain America did not. Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four did not. Did not. Um, the Daredevil yeah. one was a TV movie. They're like Daredevil meets Thor. No, that was it, was, Hulk. it was the trial of the Incredible yeah. Hulk had Daredevil in it. God, that was awful. Um, oh, it was awful. Yeah, and there was a there was the Justice League of America, the JLA pilot that never aired. But that was much later. <laughs> that was much the, later. The one with the roast, you mean? The were, one. Were they roasting all the superheroes? No, 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 no. It no, was no, no, like no. a legit. The roast one was the one back in the 70s. That was ridiculous. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This was probably it was the it was the late nineties, mid to late nineties. Yeah, I would say. it was a, a it was a JLA was pilot, it. and it had uh, it was loosely based on the eighties Justice League. So it yeah. had fire and ice, and um, Martian Manhunter was there. The Adam, I think, who played the Martian Flash- Manhunter? No kidding. The guy who played Martian wow. Manhunter was David Ogden Steers, who played um, what's his name on Mash. The British guy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> the snooty British guy yes. on MASH. And here he is, and he was like all beefed up. Oh, yeah, it was like fat Martian Manhunter. <laughs> yeah. It looked terrible. Covered in foam padding yeah. to make his eyebrows and stuff. And it just looked like they just spray painted him green, basically. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I, I'll bet it's up there. I, I long for those movies, though. I really do. It felt like... Uh, yeah, the, the the movies were for one audience, and then we enjoyed them too. And then the comics were for for us. Oh and, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do miss, yeah. I, I missed some of that. It's like, uh, um, even though it was low budget as hell. Oh god, I just like I. I do kind of miss those days where it's just like, ooh, what are they gonna do now? Um, <laughs> but I, I honestly thank God, thank God, Sony or Fox was like, you know what, X Men, and they actually did it <laughs> right. And looking yeah, back on yeah. it, the X Men movie—it's—it's it, it's it not does not hold up anything like the actual no. X Men. It doesn't hold up. The first X Men is terrible. It uh, does not hold up. But it set the, like it—it it opened the door, right? It yeah. opened the door, and then Blade came in and like kicked the door open a little farther, right? And then Spider Man. <laughs> um, Blade was before X Men. No, wasn't X Men was the first, and then Blade. Yeah, really? I thought Blade came out before that. I'm pretty sure X Men was the first modern. The first uh, superhero movie of the modern age, I would say. That could be. I don't know. Blade came was, out in 2000. Blade was 1998. Was it? Yeah. Oh, shit. X-Men came out in 2000. Then yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, dude. Blade was, uh, Blade was definitely the first. Yep. X-Men was 2000. Wow. So yeah. it was Blade 2. How do you know these dates off the top of your head? He doesn't. I've got, com- I've got a computer in front of me. I uh, just, my friend Google told me. All right. <laughs> I mean, I just, I remember that X-Men came out in 2000 because it's a nice round number. Uh... <laughs> But I remember, I remember sitting in. Yeah, Blade. Joe's firmly on the spectrum too. So if you can't tell, yeah, it's like he's like Rain Man. <laughs> I remember sitting in Blade Two, and in Blade Two, uh, towards the beginning of the movie, there's a scene where, um, uh, what's his name, Ron Perlman, Blade, and, no, <laughs> where Ron Perlman and his team of super vampire ninjas right. break into Blade's stronghold, and there's a big fight. Yeah, a big CGI fight. Where they're flipping and they got swords and all this crazy stuff. This was pre CGI. This was like no, no, wire no. work. No, there was there was definitely CGI. I, and I remember watching that movie, watching that scene, and we had been teased. And I think the first trailer for Spider Man had come out. Yes. 
Uh, the one that they banned where he where he webs up the helicopter oh, between the Twin, Twin Towers. Towers. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I went to go see, quick aside, I went to go see that piece of shit Final Fantasy movie just to see the trailer. Yeah. Uh, no. I did. I paid money to go see Final do. Fantasy I The Spirits too. Within. Uh, we may have gone wow. together. I think we did. Uh, but anyway, I was watching Blade 2 and I saw that fight and I remember that was the moment where my heart went calm and I was at ease and I was like, oh. Spider-Man's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, because they can do it. We can make superheroes move correctly. <laughs> and yeah. that was in 2000 and whatever, right. 2001. Because, boy, you want to yeah. see a superhero moving yeah. like crap, go watch Daredevil and the Trial of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> that was garbage. <laughs> Not only was a costume lame, but, like, the guy was, there was just nothing martial arts about him. He's supposed to be blind, <laughs> and he had blatantly had a see-through mask on, you know? Like, it was yeah, so yeah. bad. <laughs> do, you, do you like the surfer Thor? I love oh, that movie. God. I don't care. It's awful. It's very, very bad. Terrible. But, uh, Return of the Incredible Hulk had Thor in it, and I had that movie recorded on VHS, and I watched it till the tape wore out. Yeah, that was the only place you could go to get that crap. And he shouted Odin's name to transform into Thor. Yeah. He would like yep. hold the hammer, and he would go, Odin! <laughs> I mean, he's Shazam, basically. Yeah, he Shazammed into Thor. Um, don't hate the geek who is watching us on, uh, Facebook right now asks, have we discussed the new spawn movie? Uh, which we haven't yet. Todd McFarlane just signed a deal to write and direct a new spawn movie. You know what that means? It's going to be terrible. It is going to be (laughs) terrible. And I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who cares about spawn anymore? I think it only exists out of sheer the sheer will force of Todd McFarlane. I don't know, but it's coming <laughs> yep, from yep. the it's coming from the same studio that made those low budget horror movies like um, uh, the Purge movie. Oh, and okay. uh, the Belko yeah, yeah, experiment, okay. which just came out. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I'm not excited. I don't care no. about Spawn, and no. I definitely am not interested in Todd no. McFarlane <laughs> as a creative force, you know, in movies, but. I don't, I don't know I, if they're going to throw a bunch of money at it. I don't think I even care about Todd McFarlane as a creative force in comics anymore. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's been a long time yeah, since I've cared yeah. at all. We're taking BS yeah. three for a ride. Look, here, I, we need to, we need to move <laughs> on. All right. All right. I'm hanging Thank up you, on BS. you. Uh, Appreciate the call as right, always. Man. Hey, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you soon. You all bet, right, buddy. buddy. See ya. Was the ringer on that whole time and just no. nobody called? No, the ringer. Oh man. Now. Sorry to all of you. <laughs> Yeah, that no. may have tried calling I while we were complaining <laughs> about every superhero movie ever made. No, we were talking about, you know, the old school ones back when, you know, superhero movies were traded on the black market. God, that was fun. It was a different time. Your sous chef Marcus keeps calling in with unrelated questions. Oh, great. <sighs> All right. Let's try and get to this voicemail or nope. Someone's calling. Or I just saw something anyway. Never mind. Okay. Let's see what Talon has for us. What's up, nerds? It's me, Talon the Warbringer, answering the question of the week. And um, I think it was replay value. So, like, what comics or, you know, you keep reading and reading and reading. It doesn't lose its awesomeness. Um, my answer is Invincible. I can literally read the compendiums over and over and over again like totally. I have and still not get bored. The twists and turns still hit the way they're supposed to hit every single time, almost like the first time. Um and that's pretty much it. I mean, there's other comics you could read. Like, you know, I mean, I, I the replay value for City and Night of Owls from Snyder also hit pretty much every single time. But there's something special about Invincible. Uh, when people ask me about Invincible, I tell them it's the best Superman story I've ever read. And it's probably true. So uh, but anyway, that's my answer. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 
mind. I think that's a great answer. It's a great answer. Last this is last week's question. You know what? I I have fallen so far behind Invincible, but now Same. that they have said it's ending, I'm gonna wait till it ends. I'm gonna start at the beginning and, and I'm gonna go it. all the way through. I'm just gonna ride that train, baby. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that far back. Um it comes out it it takes these weird breaks where there's a delay. So I'm not that far back. I may be in the last storyline. Okay. But there is, I do kind of feel like I should wait till it's over and then just kind of shotgun it. Yeah. I, I just feel like at this point I have to, so I can get the full experience, you know? Thank you for your call, Talon. Always good to hear from you, brother. And sorry we missed you last week. You yeah, called, yeah. you called just after we'd stopped recording. Um, but we had already had so many people call us. I, I just know. don't know. It's ridiculous. Let's get to another one here. Oh, it's a first time caller. We haven't had any of those for a while. Um, it's lousy in here, this, this men's locker room that we've got. We're just hanging out, scratching and talking. <laughs> hey there, THN. I'm a first-time, long-time. Sorry I didn't get a hold of y'all last week, but I want to answer to your question of the week from last week and this week, too. I'll do that, too. The last week one, uh, the one I thought was cool, headquarters, and one of my favorites, it was, it was mobile, right? And uh, had a pretty little lady inside there, and a British man, and a guy driving, and, and it was a mobile night rider command tractor trailer. Oh, I love that thing. Oh, yeah. Just ride right up on that thing. Everything you can see from there, eating like a satellite hook up to your computers and your phones, and that is badass. It was an impossibly large right semi trailer, as uh, I recall. For this and for your replay, uh, through my movie. One I watch all the time, I, I just can't help it. I love it. It's one of my favorites. Probably, I'm pretty close to my favorite. It had to be back to the future. <laughs> I love it, man. It's one of my favorites. I didn't seen that thing probably about two dozen times. And I ain't never get tired of it. I love it. But for my, uh, you know, your comic book there, man, I read this thing. I've probably done read the whole thing maybe eight times now. And I'm probably fixing to read it again here. I just love it. It's uh, 52 with your... Richard Greg Rucka, your Grant Morrison, your Jeff Jones. That's a great answer. And, I mean, man, different people writing it and it's continuing story. And, oh, man, I love it. I just love that. It made me love Booster Gold. That's part of it, too. So that's my other answer. All right, boys. We'll talk to y'all next time. Sweet. First time, long time. Oh, thank you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get out of here. Whoa. First time. What are you doing? Thank you, first time caller. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's been a long time since we've heard from you. Yeah, it has been. Uh, Let's start with uh, the Night Rider. You know semi. what? That joke is lost on like 50% of the people watching this video. Too bad. <laughs> Go back. You have to listen to our greatest hits. The Night Rider trailer was impossibly large. It was like the TARDIS. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe, like, hey, maybe. Totally. You like know, he would pull a car in the back of that trailer, and then there's so a dining room and a bar and a was, command center. It was later seasons that they added that. Right, it yeah, wasn't. He didn't think, always have. the I don't night, think that was in the first. The season. night industries. Yeah, team I don't think so. I think after around. like Night Rider was a hit and they had some money, like let's throw a semi in there, yeah. you know. Uh, but yeah, I remember. I remember that, and I just love the idea. It's like, yep, he can just drive up into it, it while so they're cool. on the road. It was so cool. Uh, Spy Hunter, the video game, did that, and I, I was that reminded me of Night Rider. Yeah, yeah, that was how every how every level, every ended. level, you yeah, drove into the semi. And if you weren't careful, you died. Yeah, right. Get, you got to like get you into it. Finish the whole level, and then you die pulling into the damn semi. <laughs> like it's bad news. Who programs a game like that? What a bunch of jerks. <laughs>
Uh, 52. I mean, 52. You know, I have wanted to reread 52. There was so much talent on that book. And so much talent. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of different story threads going on in there. Yeah. And I liked, I think all of them. I would like to revisit. My 52. least favorite thing in 52 was probably the crime Bible stuff. It's like, okay, I don't need the religion of crime. It's yeah. Not really, that was kind of stupid. But that was the Greg Rekka part, <laughs> you right. know, and and that was the question part, which I who I love. Yeah, and the question was a fantastic character that has vanished, gone. Uh, well, no, don't you remember, Matt? They brought the question back in the New Fifty Two, and they made him a cosmic, yeah, uh, divine being. He was basically the Phantom Stranger. Well, no, there was the Phantom. There were there were the three beings. Oh God! There was oh no <laughs> the Phantom Stranger who uh. they said, yep, one hundred percent, the Phantom Stranger is Judas. Yeah. from the Bible. Stupid. No, the whole point of the Phantom Stranger is that you don't know. He's yes. a stranger. Right. <laughs> He's got 18 different origins, and you don't know which one is the right one. Otherwise, call him the Phantom Judas. You know? Right. Uh, and then there was Pandora. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the question, who was like, cosmic embodiment Stupid. of whatever, of truth. I just... I don't know what okay, they were thinking. For those thinking. who don't know, that did not happen in 52. 52 was great. That happened no, later in on. In the new 52, the, the DC new 52, reboot from 2011. And not Rebirth. So now that you're all confused, let's go to Danny, who's going <laughs> to. Tony, our friend Tony just said uh, the Knight Rider trailer is like the airport runway from Fast and the Furious 6. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Where they're like, they're doing 150 miles an hour in that thing for a solid 15 minutes. Right. It's very long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Danny, take it away. Hey, guys, it's Danny from Iowa, and today I'm going to rap about Marvel. I was listening to some previous episodes about um, the Civil War and everything, and I think it was a really good idea to have warring tribes of heroes. I just don't think it was played off very well. I think there were too small of groups that were fighting each other to have any reasonable conflict. Like, if you have five heroes facing five heroes... It's going to be boring. I mean, somebody either needs to die or switch teams, but, like, the teams are too small. They're too tightly bound. Like, you need to have huge armies going at each other rather than a bunch of little drama. But uh, on a good note, I'm really excited about the Black Panther movie with Marvel. Uh, Marvel does a really good job with exploring Editing. the backgrounds of characters. Like, I've seen really good depictions of Thor, and I'm really excited to see a good depiction of the Black Panther because I've heard that Marvel is doing some research on Eastern African traditions, and I really like that. Cool. If the culture is portrayed properly, the movie's going to be really good. Like, I'm Greek. Like, I've seen some horrible depictions of Hercules. Like, I've been <laughs> down that road. But I'm really excited for this, and I, I really hope Marvel pulls through because there's a lot of potential with this movie. See you later, Joe and Matt. Sorry, Danny, but I will not sit here while you talk shit on The Rock's horrible depiction of Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> Don't watch that movie, by the way. It was awful. Absolutely awful. But it was based on the comic. Well, loosely. The creator even came out and was like, no, this is not what I wanted. This is not. Like, he hated it? it. He hated oh. it. And they totally screwed him out of money, too. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah it was a whole thing. Uh, so Danny with some interesting takes, very smart point about Marvel and, and the need to like accurately represent. I totally agree. Different cultures. We also need to keep in mind that Wakandan culture is not a real African culture. It's a Jack well, Kirby. But I mean, they are African. Huge, yes. But so, there's like this crazy future. But there, you know, there's an added element yes, to their, to their yes. culture. So it will hopefully be, and it looks like it will. Yeah. Uh, like a blend of traditional African culture. 
and which isn't even really a thing because Africa is a continent made up of multiple different cultures. Right. But and and Wakanda, the fictional place. Um and it looks right right now it looks like they're doing it right. Yeah. And I hope that that's true. As far as civil war goes, Danny, I'm with you, but at the same time if we had this massive war of heroes, like cities are getting destroyed. <laughs> you know. Um, and, and I can't have unless they all agree like, look, we're going to meet at White Sands in New Mexico and we're going to settle this, you know. <laughs> I, to what Danny's saying, I think that heroes versus heroes is a time-honored comic book trope. Right. And you know, it's it's fun on occasion and the problem with it for me is when Marvel says, oh, yes, this was a great idea and the fans loved it. Let's let it be the status quo of, of our entire universe for, for the next 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and well, then it, just as they get tired of it, we'll revisit the whole thing. You right. Know? Like, I'm fine with heroes butting heads. I get it. It's fun. But at the end of the day, I want Iron Man and Captain America to go back to being best friends uh, and th- I want my heroes to coexist. I want them cooperate. to make out. I want Iron Man and Captain America to make Matt out. Matt wants them to make out. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I love you, Iron Man. I love you too, Cap. And then they go to sleep, you know? That's not really a make out. That's more like a tender. Yeah, yeah. I guess I just want them to be married and cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Excellent. Very good call. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. Oh, sorry. James Kaplan. Jump on the gun. Settle down, James. Jeez. Hey guys, James Kaplan here with an answer for the question of the week. If I'm talking to my past self, first, of course, I'm going to try to send them a copy of Gray Sports Almanac because, you know, that seems to work out pretty well. Uh, secondly, Not for I'm going to tell my past self, get rid of that stupid haircut you had junior year of high school because your head looks like a mushroom. Like, it's just, it's just not, it's not good. Uh, thirdly, I would tell them to just get really excited because the the movies when... I was a kid, an early teenager that were comics-based. They weren't that good. They were cheesy in retrospect, and I don't think they hold up that well. Um, But just be excited because Hollywood's going to make these amazing, often amazing-looking and sometimes great movies that really bring the comics to life in a way that, honestly, I never would have thought possible. So I would say cool stuff is coming, cool stuff is on the way. Um, And if I can just briefly jump back to last week's question of the week, I would say as far as a book that has super replay value for me, that has to be Planetary. It's one of my favorites. And um, I just feel like I I get something new out of every single time I reread the book. So I feel like, well, that's got to count for, you know, replay value. And each issue, like, obviously, it's telling a big overarching story. If you've read it, it's telling a big overarching story. But each issue is a mystery it feels totally different. And, you know, Warren Ellis is taking on kind of the entirety of, <laughs> it's kind of his grand unified theory of 20th century um, genre fiction. Totally. And he just sort of mixes it up totally. all together. And each issue has its own different feel, but it's just a great read. And it's something that I think you can go back to over and over again. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Okay, DC, I want you to take this transcript and I want you to print that on the back of the next planetary printing because that was the best explanation <laughs> i've ever heard of that book thank you james i think planetary came up last week somebody called and mentioned it uh we talked about it with i can't remember who it was it may have been it may have been jd gotta catch them all yes it was yeah he's a huge, it, may, it may not have been no it was he's a huge warren ellis but I, I but warren ellis i think we we ended up saying in that conversation uh has a lot of projects that he has done over the years that definitely warrant rereading 
Uh, oh, yeah. Jeff Ketchum, who's watching right now, said, hey, that was my answer. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it was him. Huge Warren Ellis nerd. And, yeah, I totally agree. Planetary, yeah. there's something in there Man. that you missed every time you read it. Yeah. Little things. You go back and be like, oh, my God. Yep. I just noticed that. Oh, my God. That was supposed to be the Incredible Hulk. Oh, my God. You oh, know, man. Like, I can't believe that there was a Gen 13 homage in yeah, this issue. Yeah, that's Godzilla's skeleton. You there know? wasn't a Gen 13 homage. No, there wasn't. Though Planetary's first appearance was in a backup story in an issue of Gen 13. Okay. There you go. The more you know. Editor's note. Yeah. Jumping Joe Patrick. That's one to grow on. Ian Kelly from the UK calling. This was the gentleman we had a talk with about how to call in live. And yes, we spoke on Twitter. Uh, we how, learned some things. Hey, how do you make international phone calls? There was a lot of Googling back and forth. <laughs> um, he sent an MP3, probably the best, because as Jimmy pointed out, it's uh, time zones. They're weird. Yeah, super weird. England, though, they're Hello, only Joe. about six hours ahead. If you say so. Prove it. Hmm? <laughs> Hello, Joe and Mark. This is Ian calling from the home of heavy metal in Birmingham, England. That's right. Firstly, thanks for using my tune for the intro music for the question of the week. It's fantastic to hear Joe shout, open the phone lines over something that I wrote <laughs> 20 years ago. Uh, guys, I just want to say on behalf of everybody who listens to this show, thank you for what you do. Thank you for Aww. everything you do for us. And Ian. it's absolutely wonderful. Now, I was going to answer the question of the week, but the simple answer to that for me is, um, well, I would just tell myself to, you know, move to Omaha, Nebraska, and just make friends with you guys because oh, you guys are awesome. Listen, now I'm gonna, let's get round to a. There is no prize for favorite caller. Shaft of of what I really wanted to talk about this week, and that was DC Rebirth. So, I've been rereading all of the trades of Rebirth, and I have to say there have been some phenomenally good and some terrible books in there. And if I see one yeah. more person, girl, boy, whatever, wearing a daddy's little monster T-shirt, I am going to stab myself in the eye <laughs> with a biro. I am sick. I'm burnt out on Harley Quinn, and I guess a lot of your your readers are. I. Uh, I'm also not really feeling Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, but Me. you know, it's it's not really written for my generation, is it? Let's be honest. I'll tell you what is good though, mate. I'll tell you what is absolutely phenomenal, and that is Green Lanterns. Yep. That has blown me away. Yes. Is it diversity for diversity's sake? No, not at all. It's absolutely brilliant. Spot on writing with some adorable characters, and it's been brilliant. Also, Red Hood and the Outlaws. My goodness, Bizarro. Really? Never a character I liked, but this first six six editions i'm sorry i believe i had a stroke then these first six editions are absolutely phenomenal listen i'm running out of time two minutes is not enough um i just want to say that you guys are amazing you're incredible uh i'm naked and uh, this has been the icon ian kelly from the home of heavy metal in birmingham i'm going to try and do this again Boom shakalaka. Peace out. Boom, boom shakalaka. Uh, boom shakalaka to you, yes, sir. Yes, yes. Is that a British saying? I forget. Yes. Boom shakalaka. Uh, I have heard that Red Hood is pretty good. Yeah, I stopped reading it. Green Lantern started slow. It I did not slow. like the first story arc of yeah. Green Lanterns. It has gotten really good. Because I hate good. the Red Lanterns. I'm not interested. I don't hate them. I feel like they're overused. Okay, fair. Yeah. But I, f I feel like I should go back to Green Lantern. Yeah, it's really improved. And Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps is wonderful. That's a great book. I it's love it. It's wonderful. Uh, I, I agree with Ian that I'm not into, into uh, the Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Yeah. I wanted to be because I love the Birds of Prey. And you know what? I want to hear a defense of Harley Quinn. Somebody hit me with a defense of all the Harley Quinn crap that we hate because all I hear is hate for it. I, somebody out there has to like it or they would not be publishing as much as they are. I want to hear from that person. Hit us. Defend Harley Quinn. 
so uh, on on the point of Harley Quinn and the daddy's little monster thing, the <sighs> the, the movie redesign. I'm not about like shaming adult women for wearing what they want to wear. It's no. fine, whatever. Um, though you know that that costume was created by a dude to, to like yeah cater to the male gaze and all this other of bullshit. Um, at O Comic Con, I saw a girl that was too young, in my opinion, wearing a oh shut up very dad. no. Uh. Wearing a ver- wearing the daddy's little monster, and not like a cute little kid version of it. Like you're not old enough to be wearing this in the way that you're wearing it. And she was followed alongside by her mother, and I was just like, eh. "Hey, man!" Like maybe I'm getting my my, my dad you. instincts are ringing. It was like you should watch Pageant Moms on TLC sometime. No, I know, I get it. Terrifying. It's just like. <laughs> We have, there's got to be a line somewhere like that. I didn't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Pure, I'm sorry. This is the end of Puritan cast with Joe Patrick. You don't like it either. I don't like it either, but I'm not going to tell anyone they can't do that. I mean, like, go ahead if you want to. Thank you, Tony. The song was, I want to take you higher by Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, okay. I want to take you higher. Yes. Got it. I, Thank you for rescuing me, Tony. I remember the NBA jump from downtown. Yeah. <laughs> He's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Orca. Pull us out of here. Good Lord. Wait, pause real quick. Pause. Allison York, who last week I unfairly characterized as a longtime lurker, no time caller. Okay. Uh, corrected me in the chat for this video saying uh, she did call once, maybe two years ago. <laughs> Oh. And she's still waiting for her jean jacket. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, you have to call twice to get the jean jacket. Sorry. I, is that in the... F- did we yeah. actually put that out there? Actually, the you don't get a jean jacket until you get a nickname. That's not true. Yeah, it is. We I'm, were giving out jean jackets to anybody that joined we the MP3 it crew. It was a new gang, okay? Now the gang has changed. There were too many people, so now you got to have a nickname. Yeah, but she did it two years like, ago. You get the jean jacket. She's and it grandfathered just says, like, in. It says pledge or whatever, you know, like Sons of Anarchy. And then when you patch in is when you get your nickname, and we tear off the pledge and you get your nickname on it. Allison. Yeah. Your jean jacket's in the mail. Whatever. You were due it two years ago. Allison, you got to call us again and get a nickname. She listens from work. She's hey, at work. Here's somebody with a nickname. Da Orca. All right? He's got his patch. Stop talking, kid. What else you know about comic books? <laughs> Just in time for my mom right. to start watching the video. Take a seat. Sit down. <laughs> Bad cop. November 12th, 1955. That was when... So there I was, minding my own business, when this crazy old codger with a cane shows up. He says he's my distant relative. I don't see any resemblance. So he said, how would you like to be rich? I said, sure. So he lays this book on me. Everybody in Back to the Future, The Over Street Guide for 2015. <laughs> says all I gotta do is buy multiple copies of The Walking Dead number one. <laughs> Hulk number 181. If I can find it, Detective Comics 27. Or even Action Comics number one. And I can't lose. So I said, what's the catch? He says, no catch. Just keep it a secret. After that, he disappeared. I never saw him again. Oh, and he told me one more thing. 
Oh boy. He said someday. I'm sorry, Mom. A crazy. It's happening. Wild-eyed munchkin rocker, <laughs> or a big ruggy kid in a Superman T-shirt would show up asking about that book. And if that ever happens. Oh. I never thought that would be THN. <laughs> kiss, kiss, boys. <laughs> All right. Oh, the cross time caper. I with know. The orca. Wow. That was great. Uh, so we're two for two of, uh, of female relatives of mine tuning into the show the second we start playing the orcas call and he totally pulls it off yes, in an innocent fashion. Great. That was a great call. That was awesome. Uh, a total Biff, Biff two alternate Biff move. I've thought about the idea of time travel and collecting comics before. I it's would come up in totally conversation at the go shop. back and be like, do not sell that Walking Dead number one for $500. The thing is, don't do it. <laughs> is that you need to be judicious. It's like you, you can't, you can't go to the past, get a bunch of gold, and then bring a bunch of gold to the future. You're going to ruin the market. Right, right, right. But what you can do is take a, uh, find some old money, go to a store and buy some old money. Buy some old money. Buy some old money, because you can't take future money. What are you talking about? You can't take future money to the past and buy things with future money. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. You can't take a hundred dollar bill from twenty seventeen to nineteen thirty nine. Okay, well, it depends on our rules. Are we are we time looting this, or are we Terminator, where we have to show up nude? And if you do have to show up nude, what if you pushed a bunch? You of You are up not your butt? listening to me. <laughs> it's not about transporting the money. It's about using the money. You push a you bunch of money up your butt. You can't use <laughs> one of those freaking holographic hundred dollar bills. And then and you Terminator back in time. No, of, of course I got. Shut you. up. <laughs> you buy some old money. You go to the past. And then you invest in a bunch of comics that were already on the stands. Then you put them in a safety deposit box and leave them. You just tell younger you. Well, I guess. Yeah. You tell younger you. You totally overthought that. I, well, but same point. Tell your younger self, buy these books, yeah. put them in a safety deposit box, and do not touch them. Right. You'll thank me later. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. Great idea. So you're still back to the futuring as well. Well, I, I was terminatoring. I went back in time with a bunch of money stuffed up my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I killed younger me, right? But I don't know if they, you know, and then I paradox. Yeah, just bought a stack of walking deads and just like posed as younger me working but and I looked you, older. But then did you slowly <laughs> like, start what the hell happened to you? <laughs> you look awful. Nothing. Fuck off. <laughs> but then did you slowly start to fade away? Yeah, I don't you know. Killed your I don't know. Was, we, uh, we, or are you living in an alternate let's timeline? Let's not get into now? the whole butterfly effect. Who knows? There's too many rules. I don't know. Where where's Ashton Kutcher in this situation? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. I'd go back and stop Ashton Kutcher so we don't get the ranch, because that just sucks. Well, he was in the butterfly effect, which I know. is why I made that joke. I know. And I took it to the ranch. Okay. All right. Patrick Briggs, help us out of this. I mean, he's, he's been in ma it's many bad nerds. things other than the ranch. Yeah, I agree. It's you, Hidden Nerds. This is Patrick calling in from Flushing, Michigan. Uh, I'm just calling in to answer the question of the week. And if I had to go back and tell myself something about comics when I was younger, uh, it would just be to start reading them earlier. Uh, I only got into them about two years ago, and... I kind of avoided the whole thing because I didn't want to be known as that guy. But uh, growing up as a jock, it kind of put a whole damper on the situation. Uh, but well grown past that, I can balance my love of sports and comics and enjoy both equally. Um, I also wanted to touch on favorite headquarters or uh, layers that we talked about a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, no one mentioned the Punisher van. And I love the Punisher van <laughs> oh, because God. the criminals would just be sitting there thinking the Doobie Brothers are coming into town and all of a sudden a minigun <laughs> pops out the top. And I think that is just something that's fantastic. So, uh, thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. The Punisher van. I think <laughs> that was a dark time for the Punisher. <laughs> nah, I mean, it was, it was like his mobile headquarters. I know, it was stupid. <laughs> if the Punisher was like, I'm not saying I didn't like it too. I'm just saying it was dumb. I think like <laughs> I think in the 90s we were already as a society trained to be on the lookout for like nondescript yeah pa- panel vans. Totally. Like yeah. I kids mean, had already been kidnapped and murdered. It wasn't these, a it vans. wasn't a white van, it was a black van or a dark blue yeah. van, but still it was like no markings on it. Even back then you would look and be like, "Oh, that's shady in the windows." Like It's just parked in this very bad neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that if the Punisher really wanted to be nondescript, he should have like had a series of uh lavish airbrush murals. <laughs> On the side that he would like. Oh yeah, that wouldn't throw it. That, that no, just be like, oh, it's just some old weirdo. Like, I don't know. The guy likes wolves. What do you? What do you want? <laughs> no, you know? it's just, <laughs> oh no, my, that's just some old weirdo. You it's know, no big deal. when they mate, they mate forever. Did you know that, Joe? Wolves are very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to me. I feel like wolf people say that shit all the time, and I just want to smoke them. You know, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, Patrick Kavanaugh asks, without Ashton Kutcher. We'd have no dude. Where's my car? That's true. Is that a world you want to live in? Um, hot, hot take. The <laughs> only good thing Aston Kutcher has ever done. I don't think dude, that's that car? hot of a take because dude, where's my car? I'm not saying is... there's a lot of hot Ashton Kutcher takes back, but just I'm speaking on a relative scale, <laughs> uh, I would say that is the hottest Ashton Kutcher take. The only good thing he's ever done. I mean, he was dude, in that 70s car? show. People like that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was an ensemble thing. It wasn't really his. You know, whatever. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's certainly the best thing ever done by Ashton Kutcher and yeah. the kid who played Stifler. Yeah, absolutely. That's it for Ashton Kutcher cast. We'll be back next week with more Ashton Kutcher news. <laughs> <laughs> the, the episodes are very short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot to talk about. The ranch sucks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Patrick, was that his first time calling? Patrick Briggs? Was yeah, that his yeah. first time calling? I think so. I don't think we've ever heard from that guy. Welcome aboard, Patrick. Punisher van. I have a soft spot in my heart. In my mind, microchip is sitting in the back of it, oh helping God. him with his gear. Microchip. Uh, you know, it was a did, dark time. Didn't microchip Punisher. end up betraying the Punisher? Yeah, 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 big time. And the Punisher killed him. Right, and then Rick Remender brought him back from the dead. No, not from the dead. Yeah, he did. Right, he like, raised like supernaturally raised him from the dead. Remember, there was that whole storyline where oh, all yeah. those all those terrible supervillains that got killed by Scourge yeah, in the eighties yeah. got resurrected. Yes. Yeah. And Microchip was one of them. That's yeah, right. Microchip was like uh, helping. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Weird. I did love Rick Remender's Punisher, though. Oh, man, it was good. Even when he turned into Franken's Punisher. That was fun. <laughs> well. It's come to this. It's 1220. We've got a little bit of time left. Do you want to call in? Well, uh, we got one more call. It's Marcus. Play it. Oh, boy. Here we go. It's my sous chef, Marcus. He's trying to sabotage the show. Let's see what's going on here. Let's see if he succeeds this week. Hey, this is Marcus. Um, I was wondering what you guys thought about the Conor McGregor fight and Vladimir Weather. Um, who's going to win? How's it going to play out? And how's it going to affect their careers off your conclusion? Thanks. Bye. Marcus wants to know about the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight. 
Uh, I give it to Floyd Mayweather. Uh, I think Floyd Mayweather wins this fight, too. And here's why. Conor McGregor is a UFC fighter, right? So he can ground, he can pound, he can kick, he can do all that. It doesn't translate to boxing. That's what I'm saying. When you're boxing, when you're in the sweet science, you can do one thing, and that is punch the other guy. Bet you guys didn't know I'd be able to hang with this conversation, did you? You're barely hanging with it. I'm hanging with it. (laughs) I'm hanging. Floyd Mayweather is the most talented. Oh, we got a call coming in. Floyd Mayweather is the most con- talented defensive fighter out there. I'm not saying he's good. I hate him. He's ruined boxing, but he's going to beat McGregor. Here we go. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? I've been trying to call you for days. Oh, my God. For- it's Tim. Hi, Tim. Yeah, Hi, Tim. <laughs> what, but, Tim, all the other days, I, we're not accepting yeah, calls. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason we have trouble getting in is because we're not taking your calls, except for Saturday. Well, you know what? I, I got the instructions to leave a message, but I don't, I don't like following those. So. Well, I don't, I don't really need much. I just wanted to call um, and say, hey, I listen every week, and Saturday mornings don't usually work, but, you know, some reason today did, so I thought I'd call in. Uh, Appreciate right on. it. Starman. I'm I'm like issue five of Starman. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, you're only five issues yeah. in. Keep going, all right. Well, I know. Good yeah, lord, I mean, man. How many issues? How many issues do I have to read before it's like you're getting there? Their Trust turn me. to put effort in. Counter no, counterpoint. If you if it's you're fine. If you think if you're five issues into a book and you're enjoying it, okay. How much more effort? does the book have to put forth to get you to keep reading? Just keep going. Oh, Once the first storyline ties up, you'll be in. That's like, a, well, I, I watched know. 15 minutes no, of the I'm, new Spider-Man. I'm Man, I walked out. I'm, like, <laughs> like, I'm going to go watch the first 15 minutes of another movie. It doesn't grab me. Forget it. You know? Uh, well, so what's the, what, um, you're, you finished the first storyline? Yeah, I finished, you know, the first like origin story. Um, and then the first, fill-in issue, which where he goes and, like, hangs out with his dead brother. Yeah, talking with um, David. Which was actually my favorite issue so far. Yes. Boom. All right, there you um, go. Because I just don't, I don't, the, the backstory and the origin really just didn't do it for me. You know, like, okay. so I, I'm glad that's over, and now we can get to other stuff. Fair enough. So, no, like I said, I, I went into a shop. I saw the first 10 issues for, like, a buck or two each. So I grabbed them because um, I was tired of waiting for the official releases to get together. And like you can get some of them in hardcover, some of them in soft cover, but not all of the either. So, right, right. So they did, they just, did not the finish. Issues. They did not finish putting out. They didn't finish putting out the Starman Omnibus volumes in soft cover. They stopped after three. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. it's a and you shame. Can't get the hardcovers. No, they're vast. Yeah. They're way out of print. Yeah, that's something that needs to come. Yeah, back. that's so, a damn so, shame. So, but no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm gonna read it. Uh, here's my offer to you, Tim. And, uh, what's that? Here's my offer to you. Uh, I own. A Joe f- will meet you in the parking lot of Legend Comics <laughs> with his shirt off, and he's gonna kick the shit out of you. How's that sound? I, I, oh, okay. Well, I own. A, a little scared to call and <laughs> talk about Starman. I no, mean, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Don't I, yourself. You're dead meat. I own well. I own a full run of Starman, both in the omnibus volumes and in comic form. Uh, and so, if you get through the stack that you bought, and you are still interested in carrying on, 
let me know. I'll loan them to you. I'm well, happy to loan them to you. So cool. You're setting a dangerous precedent here. We Tim have is my I Look, I know Tim personally. He's my friend in real life. <laughs> hey, Joe, give me your comics. I heard you're giving away comics. <laughs> None of you jerks. You don't get any well, damn ideas. Come to Joe's house. He's got comics for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I okay, see. So I see. Week, I talk to Tim on a semi regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> next week, I'll call and give everybody your, your address. And I like it. We'll start organizing yeah. some meetups to get Joe's comics. <laughs> oh, no, no. All right. But yeah, like I said, I got the 10 issues. I, I'm going to give it a try. And I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed issue five. So yeah. now that that origin is out of the way, I'm, I'm in. Um, and, and I agree with you. Like, so, I, I, looking back at the first storyline of, of Starman, I, I love it because I love I love the book and I right. love the DC history. It was very like, but it, it was gets, of its time. it ramps way up. Yeah, after that first, yeah, after well, that first, arc. and it's I mean it's it's a, I knew going in that it was going to take you know it's going to take longer to read each issue. There was going to be a ton of exposition and a lot of like oh the city is dark right. you know type of right. stuff. I knew that, and yeah. so I, I mean I I didn't dread reading it because I, I I knew I was going to have to. Um, and while, you know, stuff that came after it owes it just, you know, things like Starman, but still had to get through it. Fair so, enough. But no, I'm, I like it. It's, and, uh, Harris, I, I like his art and I've, I've actually looked at some of the later issues, so I know it, it gets better, you know, so. Right. Definitely. So I'm, I'm looking forward to reading it. Hang in there. But I, I've got, I got one question if I have time. Okay. Um. Do you guys review lots of number ones? Yeah. Can you can you kind of expound on why you don't cover? So I'm thinking of like Department H or Harrow County sure. or you know some of those books that are like actually making it past the third, the fourth story arc, and, and aren't rebooting and aren't you know moving on to other projects. I all right. I have an answer for that. Um, Okay. Part of the part of the reason is that there are lots of number ones yeah. every week, and at least for me, I kind of feel like we try so hard to cover a lot of different books that it's important to touch on the new books when they launch. Yes. Um, part of it is that um, we always wanted to. I think when we started we wanted to make sure that the books we were talking about were good places to recommend. No, we wanted to get Richard die trying like 50 cent. Right. But in addition to that, uh, like, and we want department, to get, we want to get laid too. There's yeah, that. Yeah. Like de- department, <laughs> a, department H number department H number 12 might be a great book, but if it's like part three, of a story arc, you know, it's not necessarily the great place to, for somebody to, for us to say, hey, buy well, it. Well, no, but uh, yeah. like what he's saying, and when they, we, I do think we every try to touch on. There's a new storyline here. This is a good jumping on point well, here. Yeah. yeah. The, so honestly, Tim, every once in a while, when the publisher puts out like this is an official like jumping on point, like Saga recently, right? You guys talk about it, so I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to call you out. No, 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 right. no. Yeah. I'm just. I, I just have never actually heard you guys discuss right. The why. So uh, I, I think when we when we started the show, Matt and I agreed that we were going to limit our reviews to books that were either um, just starting out or starting a storyline or ending a storyline. Right. And sometimes we get, sometimes we get away from that, 
But it really, it's all about like, yes, this is a good place to recommend somebody jump in and check it out. And the idea being, we're not, we're trying not just to preach to the choir. We're trying to talk to new readers and make this accessible. And that was one of the things we did in our comic book store when we worked together was we understood like, look, we can just keep shoveling comics to the drones that come in here with their heads down and they're upset, or we can get more people excited to do this stuff and read this stuff. So it continues. So there's comics for us to read in the future, you know? And so the idea being like, yeah, this is for everyone. It's for Tim. It's also for new guy that doesn't know anything. You know, Patrick, who just called us, new guy that called in and said, look, I just recently got into comics. We're reaching out to him too, you know? And, and I will say that now six, six, almost seven years in, uh, a huge part of it for me is that now I'm always behind on everything that I read yeah. for fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so as much as I might like to talk about the latest issue of my favorite comic book, I'm yeah. probably 10 issues behind on it. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> because I have to, uh, yeah, I have to read the new Vampirella Blade crossover or whatever, you know? <laughs> hey, that's on you, Matt. Yeah, that that's is on your me. choice. I do it on purpose. I admit. Tim, thank you for your call. It's good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you. See you, bud. Enjoy. All right. Bye. Uh, so Trevor Henderson, who is watching the chat or watching the video, asked... Did we see the trailer for Guillermo del Toro's The Shape of Water? No, I have not yet. I haven't either. No, but I do like del Toro, and I'm going to check it out. And I'm excited for all the Pacific Rim stuff that he's like dropping hints for at San Diego. I did see the teaser for Pacific Rim, too, yeah. starring John Boyega. <laughs> uh, Trevor, ask us again next week. I'll have watched it by yeah, then. <laughs> we'll check it out. For now, though, it's 1230. It's time to close the phone lines. Say thanks to everybody called in. Favorite caller? I'm going to say BS3 just because we got to walk down memory lane of old bootleg bad comic book movies. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I, I kind of want to give it to Ian, Ian Kelly from the UK. Oh, you know what? Ian, yes, wonderful. I'm glad that you left the message, but favorite caller has got to be Jimmy Randall. Because the dude woke up in the middle of the night to oh, call yeah, us. Oh, yeah, yeah, From Australia. Yeah. I didn't even know they had so, phones. Just for the, <laughs> for the effort alone, I'm giving Jimmy my favorite call. Fair color. enough. Fair enough. Um, but, yes, I did really love talking about those shitty movies. Oh, my God. That, that was, was awful. Excelsior. <laughs> Guys, girls, Allison, I'm speaking to you specifically. I want to thank everybody that called in, and you need to call us, all right? It's been two years. Give us a call. But thank you to everybody that called in. It was so much fun. I'm sorry we didn't have enough time, like I said, to get the regular show done. Next week, we're going to make it up to you for the big San Diego wrap-up show. And we want to hear from you, of course. All your thoughts and feelings about all the trailers, comic book news. We got everything. Call us next week. I already told you how to do it. And uh, like I said, it's easy. Go to our Facebook page. Click call now. That's the easiest way to do it. But you got to go there and you got to like us. And you got to stay tuned. You got to follow us on Twitter so you can know when to call in and what we're talking about and stuff like that. But thank you. Thank you so much to everybody that makes the show happen. We have so much fun doing it and we don't have a show without you guys, okay? We'll be back next week, like I said, with our regular show and cover to cover. We're going to make it up to everybody and we're going to do it together. But for now, this is the Two-Headed Nerd. Signing off. <laughs>